The Bite Goes On is up next, but first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Deep Dish Pizza, Tavern Style Pizza, Quad Cities Pizza. This week, we try it all in Chicago. Destination, eat, drink. I'm Brent Peterson, host of Destination Eat Drink. We'll try all the pizza Chicago has to offer, plus what to drink with it. Download the podcast today at radiomisfits.com. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hi, welcome to The Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey with Sandra Bernstein. And we've got Arden Couture in the house today. We're going to talk about olive oil because I, you know, I keep being told by some of your family that you are one of the leading olive oil experts um, in in the world, in the universe, in the universe. But but you and I have actually never talked about olive oil. I I do a lot of eating of your olive oil at the tasting house, <laughs> uh-huh. but we've actually never really talked about it. So I thought this was this is cool because you've got. You brought six olive oils here. You know, some of them I recognize. I told you I've got a couple at our house. Um, you know, we're big olive oil people, and I and I love buying them from wineries generally. So, you know, I have Tablas Creek is one of the ones. But then we also, you know, we go to a church in Spastopol where they sell olive oil periodically from the Middle East somewhere where we'll get um, olive oil from there too, which I, I don't even think it. you see it in the stores here. But... Um, and then you brought all these beautiful blue tasting glasses and poured it all into here. So we're going to do a, I mean, this is going to be a full immersion of, uh, of olive oil. And hey, Sandra, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks, Brian. <laughs> Hi, Arden. Hello. <laughs> You'll get to talk eventually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry. So Arden, welcome to the show. And tell us, oh, I mean, you. how did you originally get into olive oil? Well, Phil, my husband Phil and Robert Kennard, um, who is a gardener, yep. multi-vegetable gardener, gardener yeah. he and Lorenzo Petroni, who used to own North Beach Restaurant in um, San Francisco, mm-hmm. um, they got together at Lorenzo's urging and imported about 10,000 um, olive trees from Tuscany, which looked wait, wait, like... Wait, wait, wait. How many did 10, you say? 10,000 imported? Imported trees. How, but, how, but they were this big. They were uh, about like f- six to eight inches um, long little sticks and what with year a little is bit this? of root on them. This is probably like 1990, wow. in and the it, early 90s. And it's okay to do that? You well, can just... they went through a quarantine process at Customs, uh-huh. and of course, you know, Customs, U.S. Customs down there at San Francisco Airport, I had to go down and get the trees out because they were going to die in, you know, in the in warehouse the there. So yeah. um, they propagated those trees and sold a lot of um, Tuscan varietal olive trees uh, around Sonoma and Napa and Northern California. Um, in 1997, and we didn't really know anything about olive oil. I mean, we all used the olive oil that we used to buy at that olive oil place in Napa in those gallon jugs. Um, or we all had olive oil under the sink at your grandma's house next to the hot water pipe. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> With the olive oil on the top of the can. So we didn't know anything about olive oil. We made some olive oil one time at the Katuri Winery um, the old days. Um, we modified the grape press and made it into an olive press. Oh, it wow. was an absolute mess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this was in the early 90s, 
right at the very beginning of the resurgence of an olive oil industry in California. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1997, um, there was a... Uh, a seminar, a three-day seminar offered at UC Davis in the sensory evaluation of olive oil. It was harvest time. Was Nancy Ash there? Nancy Ash was at the second one. Okay. Um, I was there with, oh, Bonnie Storm and Thomas Odin, Franco Dunn. Uh, um, there was yeah. probably 15 of us. And what, and what did sensory. that entail? So what it entailed, to... so it taught us about tasting olive oil. We went through several different kinds of olive oils. There was a, um, the instructor was a Spanish man named um, Juan Esquerdo, mm. Juan Ramon Esquerdo. Um, Good looking guy? Um, <laughs> he was a professor. <laughs> a very nice man. A very okay. nice man. Oh my God. Um, I don't know. She paused for a second there. One, I of, the, one of the <laughs> Sorry, things Phil. that we... Sorry, Sam. Actually, the thing that they tested us on was they put 12 blue glasses in front of us so you couldn't see the color of what you were tasting and in those 12 glasses they did um, from weakest to strongest of three different um, commonly found defects in olive oil rancid mm-hmm. whiny and fusty okay so and then okay let me finish okay they would take one glass out of the lineup and you had to smell, only smell the oils to figure out where that oil went in the lineup. Oh, from okay. the weakest to the strongest. Right. So if we pull this one out, and this one is um, here, and you have this lineup, and this is the strongest, and this is the weakest, you have to only by smell figure out figure where, out it, where should it go. Went. Wow. The lower your score, the higher, the better you did. Oh my right? goodness. So well, if I put the glass here, that was a one. If I put the glass here, I scored two. And if I put the glass over here, I scored three. Well, I did very well on the test. You it must was have like a good we did nose. 12 of these in three days. Wow. And they invited me back to train to be an olive oil taster. So they offered that course several um, times over a two or three year period. And a group of us, um, 25 of us were chosen to be olive oil tasters and we continued to train and I've been tasting olive oil since 1997. That's incredible. Wow. So um, That's I've tasted inc- thousands of oils. Wow. Good and bad. I yeah. um, What's your favorite type of oil that you, like if you could have any um, kind you want other than yours? Well, you know, it depends on <laughs> what my use is. Okay. There are several oils that I just love. Um, some are um, Italian, some mm. are Spanish. Mm-hmm. I have, um, you know, there are some great Spanish variety olives um, and uh, Italian variety olives made here in California. So we're really very, our California industry is very diverse mm-hmm. um, as opposed to in Malta. Well, in like Hyenne in Spain, they pretty much grow one kind of olive. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. Uh, Provence in France, they pretty much grow maybe two or three different kinds of olives. Mm-hmm. In Tuscany, they grow their five different olives. And in Umbria, they grow one kind of olive. And in, you know, Imperia on the French, uh, Italian Riviera, they grow another kind of olive. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, in California, we grow all of them. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and when you were talking about the, the defects, okay, w- rancid, 
I can imagine meant like um, old. I mean, is that how uh, it gets oxidized? Oxidized. oxidized. Okay, oxidized. so just like a wine could be, it's yes. getting oxidized. So too much, too much oxygen, and then just starts to turn. So um, olive oil has um, three or four enemies. Mm-hmm. One is light. Light. Um, one is heat. And air. And oxygen. Yeah. And age. Oh. I mean, you know, olive oil isn't ever going to get better as it ages. Right. <laughs> the freshest olive oil right. is the best olive oil, kind right. of like the best orange juice is the freshest orange juice. Mm-hmm. We think of olive oil as fruit juice. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, oh. So we want to use the freshest. Is olive considered a fruit? Well, olive fruit, uh, yeah, absolutely. I guess so. It's a fruit tree. Fruit tree. It's a fruit tree. It just See, happens to have even, more oil yeah. than water well, rather love... than an orange that has more water yeah. than oil. Right. But right? that's fascinating. Um, so so as soon as an olive is picked off the tree, as well as any fruit, um, the insides of it, the juice, be, um, be, uh, oxidizes. And um, oil... The freshest olive oil um, has fatty acids, and as soon as the uh, olives hit air or light, um, the fatty acids break up and become free fatty acids. So the fatty acids that are tight, those molecules that are really tight, Mm -hmm. are the healthy uh, molecules, and as soon as they break off, they become free fatty acids. They are no longer healthy for you. And so what's time period for something like that? Well, a fresh, a really good fresh olive oil that has high polyphenols and the polyphenols in the oil are the antioxidants, what makes fresh olive oil bitter and pungent and Mm -hmm. sometimes unpleasant. Um, A really good olive oil that's stored well in a dark container um, will last 18 to 24 months. I mean, I've tasted some great oils that are, you know, almost two years old. But as soon as you open that bottle and expose it to oxygen, it's going to deteriorate. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, we say, you know, use your olive oil quickly. Right. What, what if so, you were to use argon on it? Would that, well, like that, wine, that, would that, that help? Um, helps preserve it while it's in the bottle right. or in a tank. Right, right. Okay. Certainly, certainly. Um, so when, when we talk about um, how to buy olive oil... We want to look for a harvest date. Oh. Which now, not, not everyone's necess- going to have that on their label, right? Well, um, olive oil producers with integrity will have right. a harvest date. Right. Um, a use-by date doesn't tell you anything. Because who's coming up with that day? Exactly. Right. And right. who knows what's in that bottle? Right. And it could be two different years of olive oil because they've got a bunch left over from 2016 and they're putting 2017 oil in it. And yeah. So some producers, um, even if they, um, uh, well, producers with, with integrity will give you a harvest date. Mm. It's very important information. Okay. And what are you looking for? Like the closest... Like the newest, the newest, mm-hmm. the newest. Um, but Olio Nuevo so like, yeah, is like the. So this one, there. this one, um, this olive oil was harvested in October and November of 2018. So this har- okay. olive oil is over a year old. Okay. Okay. We you can find this in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. We're, we'll taste this. Arbacina. 
Um, it's Arbicana, which um, is an olive that is grown prolifically in our state. It's mm-hmm. a newer olive um, to California. It's grown all over Spain. Mm. Okay. It, it, it lends itself to um, uh, high-density um, planting. So okay. they can grow them kind of like giant um, grapevines. They harvest them with a Mechanically. mechanical harvester. Mm-hmm. They right. put them in a bin. They take them right to the press. Okay. Um, so financially, commercially, it makes sense to have those. Exactly. Right. And it has a specific pl- flavor profile. Um, I prefer the greener arbicinas than the riper arbicinas, mm-hmm. but that's what we have to... That's mostly what you can buy as California olive oil in... A large producer scenario. Okay. You know, right. there's lots and lots, hundreds of smaller producers mm-hmm. that have all different kinds of olive oils. Right. Well, and then we have to remember, we always have to remember when we're doing this show that we're talking to people that aren't living in Northern California like we are. Mm-hmm. So okay. they're... So I can, um, I brought several mm-hmm. olive oils that you can get anywhere. Commercially. Yeah. Which is what really a lot anywhere. of people, a lot of people don't have the choices that we have. I mean, That's they're... That's true. They're... It's like four or five olive oils. But all I gotta from tell you, companies. there's you know our big grocery store in Sonoma, um, Whole Foods has a great selection of olive oil, um, and I've been been on the East Coast at a Whole Foods store and found the same selection of olive oil. So okay. you can buy these oils mm-hmm. anywhere in a, a large supermarket. Okay. But uh, at the same time, there's also other, you know boutique olive oil stores all across the country popping up um, where you can actually go and taste the olive oils. Um, right. and, and Like we have and here. I mean, we have signs. I mean, there's a certain time of year where you see signs driving down either 12 or Arnold or something that say olive oil tasting today. Right. Yeah. Many times that's at a, um, winery. At a winery. Right. Yeah. Tasting. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah, part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. um, the reason that we taste olive oil in blue glasses, these are blue clear glasses, um, they come from Spain, is when we taste olive oil professionally, we should not be influenced by the color of the oil. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because I would think that, I mean, and this is just coming from a wine background, that it, if the oil was darker, that I would probably assume there was more oxidization going on. Which probably isn't true. Maybe it just has to do with the fact maybe that maybe it's a darker olive. Right. Yeah, it has nothing to do with um, color. So, so that's well, why we're just going to do it blind. And yes. actually, though, I think we should take one step backwards and on a tree. So generally, do do olives ripen on the tree? Yes, olives ripen on the tree. All olives start out green. They all start green. All so green. I think that's a huge piece of information. Wait a minute. Right? So like black olives that I see in the store, how, how did that happen? The ones that come in a can? Well, not just that, but like kalamatas that I see like dried, you know, kalamata. Oh, because they, they ripen they, and they harvest them riper. So like uh, if they pick okay. them green, it's earlier. Right. And some yeah. varietals, varieties lend themselves to a greener harvest for olive oil, and some varieties uh, are better to leave on the tree and become uh, a softer oil. But since you asked, let's talk about the ones in the can for a second. Those big ones, the ones you can put on your fingers and... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, what's, like, what's up with those? Well, they cure them with formaldehyde. Your, those are to torture your children. 
they, they cure them with formaldehyde. So they aren't really food. Good, right. <laughs> um, so you should get rid of those cans out of your cupboard. Those ones they slice up and put on pizza? Right. Yeah. Yeah. The ones that we use for martinis? Oh, well, no, those aren't black olives. Yeah. Right. Are no, they? That's those true. are green right, olives right, that right. are pitted yeah, and cured. Right. right. Different. Yeah. Okay. But aren't all there olives is... like that when you pick them they're like they're like super hard, right? And you have to use So when we um, when we um, look for harvestable olives for oil, we're looking for um, like in our case for our oil, we have Tuscan varietals. Mm-hmm. So we look for a third green, a third purple, and a third dark. Oh. In those dark olives, they may be dark on the outside, but on the inside, if you scrape away the skin, they're a little purple, and then they're green closer to the pit. And we want the olives to, if you squeeze them, to be soft enough that you can actually see some oil coming out of an olive. Will you get those three colors at the same time? Yes, because the whole tree doesn't ripen at the same time. Okay, fair enough. So you'll go through, you know, you drive around Sonoma during harvest, olive harvest time, which is... November. Late October, October November, November, into December, and you'll see a range of colors in those olives on the tree. Mm-hmm. But when they're picked, are you pressing them with the pits in them? So when you press the olives, um, you, they're crushed first. Um, there are different kinds of olive crushers at the mill. Um, some people use a hammer mill. There's some other... Um, uh, crushers that have like teeth on them and uh, like cutters, mm-hmm. so they cut everything, including the pit, and okay. mash it, yeah. mash it all up. Yeah. So, so that's you a get part this... of the flavor in your olive oil you're getting from the pit as well. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I would say there's some flavor from the pit, uh-huh. um, and then it looks like this. It's this mashed stuff. It's kind mm-hmm. of like this brownish, mashy color. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh no! Don't start. And. Um, <laughs> And then it goes through a, uh, a, a malaxer. And a malaxer is a, a machine that stirs that paste and separates the solids from mm. the oil. So the oil molecules begin to come together, right? They, they are, they're attracted to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point, the miller will decide, okay, now it's time to run it through our centrifuge press or whatever kind of press they have. And it separates the solids from the liquid. And the liquid is the oil and the water. And then they put it through a centrifuge to separate the water from the oil. And the Mm -hmm. water. And then what happens to all those solids? Is there a use for all that solid material? Not really. It's... um, it can be, it's like kind of like a problem in the something. big industry olive oil um, mills because they've got this pile of stuff that they, you know, will hmm. incorporate it back into their, into their soil. soil at some point. Okay. As it breaks But it down. doesn't really do anything. No, it's not, it's not like putting nitrogen back in your soil. It's right. just putting stuff back in well, your soil. Well, it's not like a barricolardo. It's not like feeding acorns to pigs where then you'd get this really nice flavor in the meat. I no. wonder if you fed a bunch no, of no, you, right. to, no, not that. to the pigs. No, right. Okay. And it's not like taking like grape, the grape. I'm making grappa making or something. grappa and mustard. Yeah. 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 You don't use it for yeah. anything. Okay. Oh, that's a shame. It's not healthy stuff. Huh. Right. Not even soap, huh? Can't make soap out of it? Well, I think you make soap out of the uh, olive oil Finish that you're product. not um, 
Putting that isn't uh, considered to be extra virgin. Mm. Oh. Oh, so so what the hell does that mean? <laughs> what does extra virgin mean? Okay. So extra virgin olive oil is an olive oil that goes through a chemical analysis. And I have a little cheat sheet here because mm -hmm. okay. I can never remember the... Um, it has to be, have a free acid, uh, free fatty acid level cannot exceed 0.8%. So the free fatty acid level cannot be more than 0.8%. What does that mean? That means when they test it, um, you know, and I'm not a scientist. Okay. This, that's why this part is always the part I have to look up. Right. Um, those free fatty acids I talked about, you mm -hmm. know, the fatty acids are all the tight, tight, tight uh, oil molecules, fat molecules. Mm -hmm. The free fatty acid molecules um, are the ones that break away. And that happens immediately. I mean, it's not something that the oil waits for. It just, that's just what happens when the fruit comes off of the tree. So, um, what we chemically they can determine how many molecules are still tight fatty acids and which ones have broken okay. off and are free fatty acids. Okay. I don't so know how to do that. So it has to be right. less than 0.8 percent of free of fatty 100. acid, mm -hmm. right? And the idea is that then that's better. Extra virgin is better because of that. Because right. Because of that so determination. That's one thing. Um, the peroxide value must be less than 20. Um, I'm not sure what MEQ means of oxygen. Mm -hmm. So there's a peroxide um, and a free fatty acid level. And um, it must have um, polyphenols in it. And the polyphenols are also a count that they do chemically. Mm -hmm. The other way that uh, an olive oil is determined to be extra virgin is that it um, goes through a... Uh, a, an analysis by human beings. So we have a oh. taste panel. Mm -hmm. There are taste panels all over the world. Um, I work with the California Olive Council. Mm -hmm. um, so even taste a panel. big olive oil company, even though they get a they get an analysis from a computer, they still will have people sit down and taste the olive oil. Yes. So some um, large companies, especially in Europe, they have their own taste panel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, in California, we have two different taste panels that evaluate oil and certify oil for extra virgin status. I work with the California Olive Oil Council. Mm -hmm. um, we have um, hundreds of members, and they submit their oils to our taste panel, and our taste panel tastes them, and we determine whether they're extra virgin or not. If they have certain defects, now certain defects in olive oil will not come through the chemical analysis, which is why we have human beings also taste. Okay, so someone could have run their olive oil through a computer. It says that it hits all the marks for being an extra virgin olive oil, but then you guys taste it and go, oh, no, this is not extra virgin. Right. So it's kind of like a contest. I mean, it's like wine taste. It's like points for wines. Well, she's like the gatekeeper. You well, are, yeah. Yeah, there's, there, have to be, there has to be eight yes. of us. There have to be oh, eight people on the panel. Do you have to agree? Do and we all, all have, have to agree. agree. We Wait, it has to, to be agree. unanimous? Um, no, but it has to be more than half of the people okay. say one thing or the so other. Democratic, mm -hmm. in a way. Well, mm -hmm. yeah. it's just, and, and it's statistical. So, you know, we have a, um, uh, what do you call that thing? Um, An olive meter? <laughs> it's like a median. <laughs> Basically, it's median. Oh, the, oh a mediator. The, 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 the one that breaks the tie? Um, yeah. Pretty much. So, how many can you do in a day? 
We do 12 in That's two hours. 12 in two hours. Yeah. So 12 oils in two hours. And we take, you know, time in between each. We do mm-hmm. sets of four. Take, take a break. Another set of four. Take a break. And yeah. um, what we also do, though, we've instituted in our taste panel um, this year to, to, to really make it more fair because we are all tasting the same oils at the same time for years. And the first oil, you really had a great sense of what it was. That mm-hmm. middle oil, you're still pretty good. But that, by that 12th oil, you're just like, your palate right. is like tired. So yeah. now what we do is we randomly um, mix it up. So there's 12 of us. None of us are tasting the same oil at the same time. Because you're in the same room. We're all in, Well, we're, we have a shield around us. Uh, you know, okay. we don't see each other. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, we're, it's a yeah, very... Yeah, otherwise you'd see facial expressions. You don't go, see oh, facial expressions. Yeah. You oh. don't see um, what's out the window. You don't see what's hanging on the wall. Nothing Is that it influences your, um, uh, your sensory. Yeah. Sensory, except, except for, for the oil. That. Yeah. Right? Wow. Yeah. Isn't it nice so, to know sometimes, like we, we, we kind of bitch about regulation sometimes, especially on this show, because we talk to <laughs> restaurant owners and winery owners, but sometimes it's nice to know that people are actually regulating shit, right? Like, <laughs> like well, it's like not just no you bugs. guys, you know, out at a picnic bench with a, a loaf right. of bread, dipping it in olive oils mm-hmm. and going, yeah, this one's good with well, this was, I mean, there's an actual yeah, yeah, process yeah. to it and a, and a, and a protocol. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah it's, it's pretty interesting. How, and then we many? never know what the olive oils are either. Oh, that's even better. We'll know sometimes we'll know they'll we'll reveal the grit the, um, the variety right. or the cultivar or they uh, reveal uh, a um, a region like Central Valley, Central Coast, North Coast, mm. Napa, Sonoma, mm-hmm. San Luis Obispo, wherever whatever region that is. Right. So we get that information, but we never really know what the oil mm-hmm. is. Huh. And then... That's, you know, to protect the producer. Yeah, no, I think that's nice. How many years do you get to do that? Do Does it expire? Do you get, like, you can do it for the rest of your life? Me, myself? Mm-hmm. My palate? Yeah. yeah. When my palate expires, I guess I get kicked out. <laughs> How, who, who would know? Who would know when it's... I guess, you know, well, we, um, we, we do review our scores together uh-huh. so that um, my uh, score on this number six oil might be somebody else's number one oil. We right. get together as a group so that we are, um, we're all scoring within a certain, um, uh, range, a, a certain yeah. range. Yeah. Right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. cause you could be really far apart on things right. and I mean, everybody's palate's really different. So we, um, we, we're also, um, tested by, uh, several different, um, organizations around the world, um, uh, three to four times a year. And so it's called a ring test. A rain test? Ring, R-I-N-G. Oh. Ring test. Um, we're, they submit four to five oils to our taste panel. The same four to five oils are submitted to 40 different taste panels around the world. Interesting. And all of us around the world need to have consensus. So, so if your group was completely out of line with everyone else, they would, they would say, say, sorry, you're not certified this year yeah. with our group. So the American uh, AOCS, American 
oil, A-O-C, something, society. Right. I can't remember the <laughs> name of it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, you guys at AOCS. I can't remember your name. Um, <laughs> well, your taste buds doesn't. You don't, you so, don't need your memory. You just need your taste and then buds. We, and then there's a Spanish uh, group from the um, International Olive Council from Madrid sends us um, oils and sends oils around the world. Um, so so we wow. get tested, and we all have to be on the same page. Right. Does it, does it has it worked out every year? Well, sometimes we're a, sometimes we're a little high, sometimes we're a little low, sometimes we're right on target. So did you, know, you get kicked out? Mm, we've never gotten kicked out. Okay. No. Mm. Um, and I remember now the coefficient of variance is the um, target that we're looking for. So we all I don't know if you guys okay. know about uh, statistics, but the coefficient of variance um, makes it so that we have to be within a certain range of each other in our um, scores. And, and it's is done it the by computer. same eight people all these years? Or oh no, no, no! We've had a, several people. We've lost some. You know, people drop out. Some people no longer um, are come living. within our coefficient of variance, and so we have uh, to ask them to leave. Ooh. Or you know, you just never know. Yeah, just never know. And then you know, people move on to other parts of life or country yeah. or whatever, and we periodically train new olive oil tasters mm -hmm. for our panel. And I was in Spain in October, and pretty much they do the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, there's a university there that trains wow. an olive oil uh, taste panel that um, works for the government of Spain. Mm -hmm. So we, we don't Pretty have, cool. our government doesn't do things like that. I, know, mm -hmm. I, I love hearing stuff like that. When you hear about the French government, you know, people are going to school in the, for the wine business and right. in Spain for the olive business. Mm -hmm. And like, what the hell are we doing? Well, we just haven't got there yet. Well, um, my, one of my colleagues, Nancy Ash, actually, um, mm -hmm. she and I uh, have been working, um, not this past summer, the summer before, in Fresno with the USDA, um, they had a group of people, wow. and we um, have been training a taste panel for the USDA. So they aren't um, blind to our industry mm -hmm. anymore. It used to be that the olive oil industry was such a little teeny blip on their radar that it didn't mean anything. But now that there are so many more producers in the United States, not only California, but mm -hmm. Texas, Arizona, Georgia, um, that it's important that the USDA um, get involved. Gets involved. Yeah, so they're yeah. Huh. Well, they've got they've got product. us on their our, their radar now. So that's a good and thing. I wanted to mention to people so that you're tasting these because we think of olive oil tastings. Those of us that see the signs on the side of the road and pull over <laughs> and taste it, we're dipping breadsticks, we're dipping bread, we're a you know all kinds of stuff. Spoon. You are literally just like it would be with like a wine or a tequila tasting or something like that. These are and I'll take a picture and we'll post it on the Instagram account. These are just, you're just simply getting the olive oil in your mouth. Well, let's do it. Let's, yeah. do, let's do the yeah. first how should one. We, well, what, what do you, how, I know there was a special way to taste mezcal um, and <laughs> smell mezcal. So what is the specific way to taste olive oil? Well, um, usually the olive oil is a little warm. We don't have warm, so okay. we'll just wing it. Okay, and we kind of warm it like up a little bit. you warm bit. it up? You can um, warm like, it up in your hand, but we weren't going to do that. It takes but do you long. do that, like warm it over a stove when you're um, doing it? No, we actually have um, like um, heating mats that they use oh, in greenhouses, like something like that. It's a heating uh -huh. mat with a tray on top, and the oil sit on the um, 
Oh on the tray, and they warm up to about, mm, you know, probably 80-something huh. degrees. I'm not exactly sure what the temperature is that we're, our target temperature. And does that sometimes change, like if one is kind of cloudy, and then you warm it up a little bit, and it kind of goes you away? You can't or? tell no, if that's it's not cloudy, because yeah, it's I guess blue. You're, not, seeing it, you're right? not looking at it. Okay. You're looking at it through a blue glass, so okay. you can't really see it. Okay, so we warm it up. We smell, smell. it. Okay, there's aroma there. Yeah. Right? Okay. What do I smell? You're smelling fresh olive oil. <laughs> okay, but what? You're smelling, um, so I would say different olives have different kinds of uh, aromas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this aroma, I would say, probably is a little grassy. Mm-hmm. Is it a little citrusy? I wouldn't say that there's citrus no. in this. Green almond, maybe. Mm. Almond, green almond. Yeah. Hmm. And then we take wood? a little... What's that? Any wood? Oh, maybe some wood. A little woody. We, we, mm-hmm. we don't think of woody as... Um, a good aroma. No, we actually think of woody as a good aroma. Oh. That, you know, the kind of sweet wood. Mm-hmm. Not wet wood. No, right. Wet wood is... Right. An, Mold. Is a... Yeah. But like not desirable new, new aroma. Wood. New, like wood. new wood. Yeah. And then we take a little in our mouth and we slurp it kind of like you would do with wine. To put a little in your throat. You can swallow a teeny bit. But don't take a lot. You don't take a big gulp. <laughs> now, you want to wait a second. There's, you want a little bit of bitterness on the side of your tongue. I got bitter. Okay, bitter is a sensation that you get on the side of your tongue and maybe a little on the top. Mm-hmm. And then there's a little um, prickly in the back of your throat, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are, uh, that's an indication that there's polyphenols in the oil. Mm-hmm. That okay. it's fresh. Right. What are you doing over there? So you're just getting air. Coating my mouth. I'm right. putting air through the oil in my mouth. Mm-hmm. So that the oil is like all over my mouth. And then I can get like what the flavors are. So mm-hmm. right. I get a little cinnamon. Ooh, vanilla? Ooh. A little cinnamon maybe. Cinnamon? I get cinnamon. I get some ripe apple. Oh. I get that green almond. Did you get that? This is no. not my world. I'm t- I wish I could because I feel like I'm used to doing this with wine, and so I'm very used to like coming up with descriptors. But right now, it's really I'm, different. I'm just tasting oil. Yeah, cinnamon. But you'll taste different oils. So right. all yeah. of these oils are going to taste different. So just remember what that one tastes like. Cinnamon, ripe apple, ripe green apple. apple. Yeah, some green apple, some green almond, green almond. Maybe a little nutty. Yeah, nutty. no, th- I'm but definitely no vanilla. Vanilla isn't really a taste that we, a flavor profile that we look for in olive oil. Are you wearing but, chapstick? But <laughs> <laughs> your vanilla chapstick. Maybe it's that. Um, no, I don't have chapstick. Oh, yeah, it's your bi. My cherry, your bi, my bi black bi. cherry. <laughs> oh, I just went like this. I just went and smelled the <laughs> 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 microphone. Because it's blue. Like <laughs> We're going to need new microphone covers. (laughs) The blue microphone cover. 
we're, we'll get yellow microphone covers. For them it's for the okay, so we're going to chase number two. Number two. Right. Number two. Oh my god. <laughs> number two's okay. Smell it. Smells totally different. Totally. Okay. Right? Oh, wow. Does it smell totally different? Wow. See, now it does, because when I first smelled them all, they all smelled the same. But now, this is mm-hmm. dramatically well, different. Too, yeah. So it's taking over your senses. So you might want to rinse your, you know, rinse, have a okay, little water rinse or oh, something. Okay, so this olive oil, I would smell this. Vanilla? I'm kidding. (laughs) How about stone fruit? Stone fruit. Well, it's a fruit. It's a fruit. It smells to me. It smells greener for some reason. I don't know why. Is that possible? Um, it's possible. Like hay, maybe. Hay. Hay straw. Mm. Um. Oh yeah. And not as spicy immediately. It sort of like came on slowly down. Yeah. My throat. Still pretty spicy. It's pretty though. mel. Oh. Is it spicy? It's spicy, but it's a mellower. I get mellow. It's a mellower olive oil than the first one. Okay. It's mm. softer. Softer. Yeah. And that's um, specific to that variety. Mm. Of okay. I didn't say what kind the first one was. Should I say that? Yeah. What was okay. number one? The first one was um, the olive oil that we produce. Um, it has uh, Frantoyo. Frantoyo. Um, Frantoyo. Um, I O. Yeah. Latino. L E C C I N O, which is what gives it a little bit of cinnamon spice mm-hmm. flavor. Mm. Um, and then a few other Tuscan varietals, but so mostly it's a those. Blend. Mostly it's those. a blend. It's a blend. It's <clears throat> a blend. And do you have a name for your oil? Um, it's sixteen six hundred oh. olive oil winery sixteen six hundred. Uh, only available at the tasting house. Only I believe. available at yeah. the tasting oh. house, and we really don't even say olive oil on it because um, Alice designed our label, and we just She's love it. Amazing. And, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's what it looks like. Yeah. So cute. So the second oil. Um, that we just tasted is made from a variety called Oscalano. Oscalano. Okay. Oscalano mm-hmm. are uh, large olives. Yeah. They uh, are grown in Spain and they are table olives. Mm-hmm. So we have these Oscalano trees here in California. They were brought here by the Spaniards. Mm-hmm. Right, and they're up there in Corning, and they're mostly that's where they grow. Although now we make olive oil out of them. Hmm. Um, in um, Europe, they don't make olive oil out of these olives. Why? Because they're table Just olives. Table olives. Are you making table, table olives also? Oh, I had an experiment making table olives this year, and I had to um, feed them to the chickens. Oh. <laughs> Do you know Don? I'm try again next you know, year. You know Don, I'm sure. Yes. Then. Yeah. Those guys make some yeah. really great yeah. olives. Yeah. So who whose was that second one? Um, the second one um, comes from um, Stone Edge Farm. Ah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And. And so, and we farm them. Phil farms those olives, and well, I just have a their, I have okay. a sample of all the all uh, all the oils that we um, uh, 
Yeah, I saw one from Cayman at one point, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so they only have those particular type of olives on their property then? At Stone Edge? Yeah. They have several different kinds. Okay. But they separate out. They have Seviano, they have Manzanillo, they have Oscolano, and they separate out the Oscolano because they really like the olive oil. Mm-hmm. I, am, huh. I also really like Oscolano olive oil. It right. has a sweeter taste. Um, you know, I think of it as like, oh, this would be great on ice cream. Or, mm-hmm. you know, this would be great um, as, a, as a garnish for fish. some uh, fish or a fruit salad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, peaches, the first olive yeah. oil, that Tuscan oil, I wouldn't use necessarily on ice cream. I might, mm. but you could definitely uh, uh, drizzle that on a, on a steak right. as a steak mm-hmm. Florentine kind of mm-hmm. dish. Yeah. Um, because you want a bigger, stronger oil to go on meat because a milder oil is just going to get lost. Yeah, just... And you don't want to overpower a beautiful piece of fish with a right. really big, strong <clears throat> olive oil. That's why when you ask me what my favorite olive oil is, yeah. I can't really tell you what my favorite is. It's like, what's your favorite wine? Right. Do you really have a favorite? Mm-hmm. You might have a favorite producer for one variety mm-hmm. or another, but what's your favorite wine? I mean, right. yeah. I mean, we drink different wines with different food all the time. Right. You know? So. All right, are we sco- are okay. we scoring? By the way, should you and I score? I'm not scoring. No, okay. I'm not scoring. Well, if it was blind, <laughs> well, because you're so if it was blind, we could have scored. Okay. But what are we going to do? Give Arden a six? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> if six is the highest, we are. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, the third olive up. oil. Um, okay, do the same thing. Oh, different again. Mm. It smells green. See, now I get citrus out of this one. You could. Citrus is a flavor profile that we talk about. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now let's remember this oil is a year old, over a year old. Those first two oils are this year. Mm-hmm. It still has some integrity. Um, it's Arbequina, which is that olive that's grown a lot um, in high density. Right. Um, I'm not getting any spice at all. No, it's a much softer. It, yeah. Is it softer or is it just because it's a old? Well, kind of I would away. say it's softer because A, it's old, but mm-hmm. also the variety Arbequina does not lend itself to being a big giant olive oil. Okay. Yeah. And um, it's, you know, it's user friendly. Right. You know, you can um, cook with it. You can put it on fish. You can put it on Lots your salad. salad. Yeah. Um, these, uh, I, I, I did look for um, today. I was just at the store. I did look for this year's olive oil, but uh, clearly they're trying to sell last year's right. olive oil before they put this year's. We're familiar with this that. Is, but then how do you catch up? You're continually well, selling. No, they do. They yeah. do. You know, probably by by the end of March, this stuff will all be gone, and they'll okay. be putting their newer oil out. Um, Seca Hills is. Um, Produced by a Native American tribe in um, the Cape Valley, hmm. which is out by Woodland. Is that how you yeah. say that? The Cape Cape Valley. Cape Valley. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was the Cape Valley. Um, okay. Cape. Uh, the Yoka Dehe Winton Nation. <laughs> I'm, oh, so that's I'm a, really butchering. Their, it's a Native uh, American tribe that's growing these. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. They have a. Um, okay. They have a um, casino out there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Out there. In the hills, 
And um, they also grow uh, other um, things. Other things, <laughs> varieties. They 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 do a great job, huh. and um, with a lot of integrity. Cool. And they always have a harvest date. And mm-hmm. they also are members of the California Olive Oil Council. Mm-hmm. And their our seal is on their bottle. Mm-hmm. So that's another way to determine whether you're getting a high-quality um, olive oil is to look for that California Olive Oil Council seal okay. um, on the bottle. Do you have lobbyists come and try and, like, bribe you for getting a seal? Um. You know, I don't really think so. Not in, not the Olive Oil Council because we're a member, mm-hmm. a member organization. So you you know you pay for your membership. If your olive oil is not determined to be extra virgin, you can't put extra virgin on your label. Mm-hmm. But so you can still produce it. You can still sell it. You just can't sell mm-hmm. it as extra virgin olive oil. Which is um, what people want to do, right? And not necessarily because it's it's just a I guess the perception is that extra virgin olive oil is better, right? So you really want that on your bottle. You really want that on your bottle. Yeah. Yes, all extra virgin yeah. olive oil is the best olive oil. Yeah. Okay. And, and virgin olive oil. Nuvo oil. I'm not sure what Nuvo oil is. Or Oleo Nuevo? Oh, Oleo yes. Nuovo. Oleo Nuovo okay. yeah. is olive oil as it comes out of the press. It oh. has a specific flavor. It's very fresh. Pepper. Um, very peppery. Yeah, it has know. usually has particulate matter in it because um, it just came out of the press. It mm-hmm. hasn't been filtered, um, and it only has that the, that property of freshness out of the press for about six to eight weeks. Okay. So after six to eight weeks, it can no longer be oleo nuovo. So they do it like make a just a small amount. Well, it's the same oil. Like say you have twenty gallons of you know twenty gallons of oil, uh-huh. and you bottle up you know a couple of cases, and you sell that as your oleo nuovo. The rest of it you're going to let it settle out, or you're going to okay. filter it as okay. you, when it gets bottled, and then but you if have it's your bottled, oil. but after six weeks, if it's did it, people didn't buy it. Then it's yeah. It's, let's say it was yeah. so you market it as oleo nuevo, but it didn't all sell. So then at and a point you you're like, okay, it's not well, oleo that's something nuevo that our anymore, industry right? in California is grappling with right now. Yeah. Actually, we yeah. we we realize that that's um, that's an issue, and yeah. um, we're trying Maybe to figure out how to. Be, yeah, that's that's. Or a, we are. That's we've we've been discussing yeah. that in the uh, in our. Uh, yeah. California Olive Oil Council has been discussing how how do we grapple with those. Oleo Nuovo oils that are still on the shelf in right. Right. February, and right. it's clearly not an Oleo Nuovo anymore. So, yeah. you know, I think as producers, the producers need to um, kind of determine what they're going to be able to sell as Oleo right. Nuovo. Right, so they and make a limit smaller that, amount. Limit that. And it, also basically their it's reputation, bottling. too. Yeah. You know, I mean, people that are going to do good business you know, are going to want to do it the right way right. for the most part, you would think. So, you you know, you come out in the November and you've got your new oil and you bottle up five cases of it and sell that as Oleo Nuovo and the rest of it you're going to reserve and filter and bottle and mm-hmm. present to the market as a extra virgin olive oil. Oh, can people just put their Oleo Nuevo without having it tasted? Yes. Oh, so it wouldn't say At this it couldn't point. say extra virgin though. It no. could just say oleo nuevo. Exactly. But no extra virgin. Exactly. Okay. Paso Olivo 
I like their olive oils. They do a really good job. Yeah. And yeah. they do a nice oleo nuevo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They make beautiful oil. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number four. Oil number, number four. four. <coughs> mm. now this one has a unusual back note on the nose. Almost like dusty. Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting um, descriptor, mm-hmm. dusty. Mm-hmm. I um, think of this as dried flowers. Oh. You know, dry roses that... Oh. Because, you know, um, really what we taste when we're um, eating anything, food, olive oil, wine, is really um, the um, retro-nasal flavor. So, you know, if you taste something with your nose closed, right. if you put anything in your mouth with your nose closed, yeah. you can't taste, right? Mm-hmm. When we have a cold, we can't taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As soon as you unplug your nose, close your mouth, and breathe through your nose, that is the flavor that we have in our mouth. I mean, we don't taste anything really in our mouth other than that bitter and right. stuff, right? That's why yeah, I this tell, is a little yeah. rough on the back throat. I yeah. actually like this one. No, I, I don't mean no. it in a bad oh, way, yeah, the, but like the texture, <laughs> like you can really feel the spice it. spice kicked in, but it, I, I think this is my favorite texturally so far. Okay, so this oil um, is a California oil. Oh. I don't know why these guys do this, but you can barely read their harvest date. It's really teeny tiny. Can't even see their name on it. It's uh, right. I know it's harvested um, in October, November of two thousand nineteen. It's called Cobra Estate. It's an Australian company that has come into California and planted um, tens of thousands of trees. Um, Some Arbicina. Um, I would say that this also has a variety called Arbasana in it. Um, and their tasting notes, interestingly enough, says um, fresh cut grass and a hint of tropical fruit. So when you said, you know, that dusty, I think I call it dried flowers, but um, definitely has some bitterness, which uh, indicates that it's very very fresh right. because as the oil ages oh, it loses the bitterness nobody should look at my cup my spit cup <laughs> no, it's really gross <laughs> oh i haven't spit anything <laughs> i <laughs> but i'm only tasting but a I little like, bit huh? i i mean that that tastes good yeah but this I is also i you know i, I can tell you how much i taste of this oil and it's the mouth Seca Hills, the Seca Hills oil which is a, a 500 milliliter bottle mm-hmm. i paid um 15.99 for today mm-hmm. um that the one we just had the cobra estate um is a 375 bottle so it's a smaller bottle and i paid 10.99 so hmm. I that's think a great they price need, for a bottle of olive oil. Yeah, but they need help marketing that. I mean, how can they not put their name on it? Well, you know what? So little. But it's so it like boldly what it says, says is extra, extra virgin, virgin olive, olive oil. oil. That's true. That's like no the important big. thing. And it does have the California Olive Oil Council mm-hmm. seal on the back of it. So yeah. somebody who has knowledge about what to look mm-hmm. for will, you yeah. know, look at the back of the bottle and see that there's information there that um, is information that tells mm-hmm. them that this is a product that has mm-hmm. integrity right. and um, high quality. 
And it has a spout, Sandra. Well, the spout's adorable. <laughs> but you don't know that until you open it. Oh, that's I've never seen one of those. Yeah, those are... I know, don't you, aren't you like me, don't you, well, I, and I'm, because I'm using 1600, 1600 olive oil too, I end up making a mess all over the place, because I'm, I'm using my thumb really as like we my little regulator, spout and, right, and then I'm licking know, my thumb and drying it off on the dish towel. I, and next year we're going to, we're going <laughs> to, um, <laughs> refine the process. Some other, I'm not sure so what this we're is do. the oil you know what we can, that you know what we can I do buy. Our, we, we could sell little spouts to go with the olive oil. <laughs> I <laughs> come buy up this with oil. Cool from Thrive. Oh, I don't know that oil. Thrive I have market. to now. Now I'm going to have to look at a few things. Yes. So it says extra virgin. Mm-hmm. It's fourteen ninety nine for twenty five ounces, which is which is like a seven fifty. Seven fifty. Okay. And it has five three thousand forty four reviews, but. The details, okay, it's keto, well, whatever, 100% certified organic Koronaki olives. Mm-hmm. Do you know that olive? Yes. Koronaki. Um, 100% certified organic. It doesn't say, oh, from in the, in Greece. Wow, oh. I'm, drinking, I'm having. Well, Koronaki is a Greek olive. It's a Greek olive. Yes. Hmm. Single source, single varietal. A lot of information. Harvest date? But it's a Greek product. Does it have a harvest date? That's a a very good question. I have to go and look at my can. It's in a can. Uh Well, a can is a great um, uh, container for olive oil because no light gets in it. Yeah. That's what um, we're used to at restaurants for the most part. We're used to those big cans that you use a cleaver to puncture the corner of it to open it up. Well... A lot of those cans. I'm old school. And it depends <laughs> on where it comes um, from. Um, um, but a lot of those cans of olive oil from Italy, that's a extra virgin olive oil from Italy, mm-hmm. is not necessarily Italian oil and it is not necessarily right. all olive oil. Oh, so you're saying it's possible it's a blend of Yeah, other... they put, you know, uh, canola oil right. and right. they'll put in. Um, um, some extra virgin olive oil in there to give it some olive oil quality, mm-hmm. and um, many times it is defective oil. Wow. This is approved by the International Olive Council. International Olive Council. Yeah, yeah that's okay. that's a good sign. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that it's um, right. extra virgin olive. Oil. I'm gonna check. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna check. We'll t- to see we when should the taste that together, is. Sandra. Yeah, yeah. I want to do that. Okay. Originally, it's thirty four ninety nine, uh-huh. but Thrive is like a discount shopping place that comes to your door. Yeah. Hmm. Gonna find out. Well, Somebody's, do you like it? I do. Well, okay. I keep buying it. Right. So I mean, it's a good. It. It's a good value. Okay, we're gonna right. taste oil number, number five now. Five. Oh, I haven't seen any flaws very, yet. Well, this one's is very this, different. Are we getting into flaw land? I don't know, but this actually smells more like, like, um, like paint, paint thinner. Yeah, oh, totally. A great description. It's got some weird chemically. Paint thinner is a description that we use for rancid oil. Uh, is it rancid? Mm-hmm. Ugh, yeah, I don't. A rancid. I don't even want to taste it really. Mm-hmm. It tastes the same as it smells. 
Oh, then I don't. <laughs> that uh, was you know, like, that was like that me not tasting mouth. the mescal with the rattlesnake yeah. on it. Um, Wait, we have ooh, some I of that in my house. Of a friend of mine. We have some of that. Well, you know, you probably bought it because it says organic. Oh. Just because it says organic doesn't make it better. Right. When it comes to all of What's oil. the company? Um, it's Napa Valley Naturals. Ooh, Extra ooh. virgin organic olive oil. From yeah. the Mediterranean, so it's not California. Mm-hmm. What the, um, what the hell are they doing? Unfiltered means nothing. Um, and I'm trying to see if they even have a best buy date on here. And they probably... They don't have your stamp, do they? No, no. It's beautiful packaging. Uh, best though. Buy 2021, Ooh. April Ooh. 2021. Huh. It's not going to get better. Right. So that, I mean, the year. fact that I'm smelling it and I don't even want to taste it is not a good sign. Right. Right. Mm-mm. Yeah, wow. Wow. Definitely. Sorry, people. I'm not buying your oil. It looks good, though. You know what? And it looks like the perfect little 375 wine bottle. And it says Napa on it. It says organic. Yeah. So and, the it's it's and it's kosher. And it's kosher. There's the lots of things about it that, you know, there's a lot of marketing. Um, yeah. Yeah, a lot of info. <laughs> Spend more it money on the oil. It doesn't say first cold press, but but the next one. Oh yes, it does say first cold press. That means nothing. So cold press means nothing. No. Or first cold press means nothing. Um. Well, all olives are pressed cold. Okay. Or at least that's what you hope. So for. what do they mean by? And first there's only then? one pressing. Right. We press okay. the olive oil and, and then that's it's it. Done. There's no like let's do it over again with the leftovers. Or but could could that mean like we're gonna do two different ones? Okay. So it's just marketing. It's just marketing. Okay. Well, people need to be creative, but other people need to be smart enough to understand it. Right. Harvest date, extra virgin olive oil. Yeah. You know, you look for a certifying agent uh, panel that um, that you can trust. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And I would say that's something important because I know that we have that olive oil that we just tasted or that some of you tasted that, that I just smelled. <laughs> that, so you're going to go home and pour it. You should still <laughs> taste it. But no, I wouldn't you're think, not, I wouldn't think to do that. Something is to pull the pull the top on your olive oil and smell it before you put it on something. Because well, I don't think a lot know, of people really, do that. They just assume that they've got olive right. oil, they still have some and in the bottle. And you go to the store and there's all these olive oils right. and they all say extra virgin and some say first cold press and some say whatever. And how do you know yeah. unless you really scrutinize the Ooh. label? Right. All right, we doing, are we doing like, six? This, um, are yeah. they getting worse? Well, right now... <laughs> well, I'm I didn't a, want to I'm taste the a, bad ones before we tasted right, the good no, ones because then our palate would really that. be like... But this is like... I'm, I'm, in, a, I'm in a studio. <laughs> I'm in class. There's a nude model on stage. What? <laughs> okay, no, what do you taste there? It, it's like being in a paint studio. Mm-hmm. That one, too, is... Yeah, definitely has a... But this one also has... Um, a defect that we call fusty. fusty. It's got some barnyard, um, oh, barnyard smell and taste. If you can taste what maybe what you would think barnyard would taste like, and fusty is a defect that is caused by an anaerobic fermentation in the olives. So, say the olives are taken to the mill and they aren't milled right away, and inside that pile of olives, it becomes hot 
oh, warm inside yeah. there, and it creates a fermentation that is pro- that produces this kind of olive oil. Hmm. Our friends at Cola Vita. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. What's this? This says first cold press extra virgin olive oil um, from Italy. Hmm. There's just um, nothing there. Like the rest of them had a flavor in my mouth. This mm-hmm. has absolutely nothing. And this is nothing. best by January of 2021, so it's not mm. going to get better. Yeah. Well, it just doesn't taste so. like anything. Mm. Like there's no spice. There's no No, there's depth. no olive it's, taste. No. Well, it's bad olive taste. Yeah. Let's call it that. Or very ripe olive. It kind of tastes like those black olives. Right. More like the canned. Yeah, it smells a like that, bit right? Of formalde- yeah. not, maybe not formaldehyde, but some kind of pres- preserve, preserving agent. So if you're cooking with olive oil at home, do you recommend using one of these nice oils that you use so as a finishing oil? So when I oil? cook at home, I use, like, I would definitely pick up this oil that's a year old. Mm-hmm. That's extra virgin olive oil that there's nothing wrong with. I would definitely cook with this at mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. I would not cook with this at home because then my food would taste like this. Right. right. But I mean, even go down like towards this. the other end and say, I, would you, you know, cook with I don't, that? Well, at my house, I have like five different bottles of olive oil open at every <laughs> at, at one time, right. and inevitably, I like take my own olive oil and put it in a pan just because it's closest to my hand. Right. Um, but I wouldn't recommend buying a bottle of olive oil for $25 and putting it in your saute pan. Right. I right. would take a milder oil that's a little less expensive, but still has integrity. Mm-hmm. Because you want to use healthy products when you right. cook. Yeah. You don't want to be ingesting stuff that's not good for you. Like those free fatty acids are not good for you. Right. right. They are no longer healthy. Yeah, and that's why people need to go through their pantry, clean it out once a, once every six months, mm-hmm. maybe sooner if you're like a pack rat, you know, <laughs> and get rid of some stuff that's been there for years. Spices. Gonna, yeah, and I got to go in my fridge. My, my wife shelf. is the worst with the spices because she buy, and I'm like, oh, we, we're, I'm going to throw this away. No, 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 you're not going to. I'm like, there's nothing there Left anymore. There's no there anything. there. Yeah, there's right. No right. There. And there's no point in, yeah, there's no point in buying a new one until you're ready to actually use, use it. Use it, right. right. I think some people just like having a spice rack with all the different spices. Yeah. Um, but really, if you're not using them, what the do hell you have are you a, doing? Do you actually have a rack? No, we have a an entire cupboard that is just spices, salts, peppers, some um, all the like the vanilla stuff for baking. Um, the little a whole cupboard is that like one, one shelf? One, two, three, three shelves. Single. You are kidding me. Single. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. Well, we bake and we cook, um, yeah, but a lot of the, yeah. but a lot of but a lot of just what you guys are talking about. A lot of stuff in there is no good anymore. Yeah. But you can't get some people to toss it. <laughs> yeah. well, you we recommend to, you, you have we to recommend. do the tossing when some people <laughs> are in a different. I mean, do you need country? three things of celery salt or whatever it is in there? I have no, no. idea. Sometimes or onion powder and or the garlic thing is, powder. That's or, the stuff I buy. Salt. I buy herbs when I'm I travel, and I don't end up using them. I got to get rid of them. I'm yeah. going to do that today. Yeah. Yeah. 
There's only seven. Yeah, I, we, I, I think we, we all have our it, little hidden things yeah, in our kitchen. Yeah, if it doesn't give you <laughs> joy, right? <laughs> if it doesn't spark joy, well, move any, it anything out. that you're burying back. I mean, literally these these shelves that I'm talking about. It's it's jars or the little you know the little jars of spices. Yeah. And then it's more of them stacked <laughs> on top of the first layer. Wow. So it's two and three layers of those. on one. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe you should mix them all together and see oh what my you get. God. No, but <laughs> we do to have the a, chickens. <laughs> <laughs> we do have. I think right now, I before I left the house, I saw that we had six olive oils open next to the stove. They were like, you know, in the kitchen, ready to go. But again, all okay, so you're not supposed to have them next so to the stove. Next to your stove, and I'm guilty of that myself because I. Yeah. But I use it's my the olive kitchen, oil. Right. No like, olive oil in my house lasts more than, you know, a couple of months at most, wow. because yeah. I use my olive oil. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I have several opened at one time, and I use it. I use different flavors for different mm-hmm. food. Right. And you know, and then I have my cooking oil. Mm-hmm. But I I never use oil that tastes bad. Well, in fact, we had an oil in Tahoe at our house in Tahoe, and it was one of our oils. It was last year, two years ago, oil, and I and I opened it up and I went, oh, this smells really awful. And whiny is a defect that we find in olive oil every once in a while. And I think what happened with that bottle of olive oil is somebody took a wine cork. And put it in the bottle as a stopper, and the wine on the cork tainted the olive oil. Interesting. And it tasted just like wine, and so you know, I I I I had to dump it. It was awful. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't taste like olive oil. Yeah. Yeah. Tasted like awful olive oil. Yeah. (laughs) This is incredible. I mean, I hope you are recording, right? Yeah. No, we're good. Um, it, it's truly, truly fascinating. Yeah. Well, who knew that there was actually a person that did this? This is what fascinated me is that, is that, wait a minute, what, there's a person that actually just tastes olive oil to make. <laughs> and how <laughs> and about you, all the new words? There's several. There's a few hundred words today. Remember like all the new words I hear every week? Right. Like a whole new vocabulary. Vocabulary. Yeah. Right. And so when yeah. do you guys meet next? What is yeah, it? Yeah, let's go. Can we come? We meet this wall. time of year we meet um once a week as a group. Wow. And then we have what we call individual tastings where on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Friday, um there'll be a setup ready for us and we go in and we taste all by ourselves. Do you get paid? Um, we get a stipend. A stipend. It's not like a huh. salary right. or anything like that. So we, it's we a do passion a, more than yeah. a job. Yeah. Um, we, I guess they call it a travel fee or something oh, like it's that. It's gas money. Yeah. Um, but we'll go in and we've got, we're in our little booth and I'm all by myself and I've got, you know, 12 oils in front of... Do you listen to music of, while you're doing no, it? No, I don't listen to anything. I take Just. a break um, in between each oil. Once in a while, I'll pull my phone out and I'll do a crossword puzzle. I've taken lately to reading a few paragraphs between each oil just That's, to rest my palate. People should be happy. They should be happier doing this. Yeah, well, You're the people very, who are members yeah. of our organization are certainly happy. Yeah, um, I bet. But that's what it's and care. I think and every we all do that, and everybody has their own way of taking a break. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they'll 
write some notes down about a specific mm-hmm. oil um, to ask a question. But um, yeah, we just taste mm-hmm. oil and pack Do up they ever tell and... you after the fact what you tasted? Not while we're tasting for like our seal certification. Or... We don't ever know right. whose oil that was. When we do competitions, uh-huh. the um, winning oils are revealed, mm-hmm. and we and we do know what those are. Do you judge so. for the Good Food Awards? I have judged for the Good Food Awards. Yeah. I haven't in a few years. Yeah, me I did the so. pickle category oh. one year. Pickle oh, and kimchi. <laughs> It was awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was overwhelming, total palate fatigue. Well, yeah. So our taste panel, um, I don't know if we did it this year, um, but in the past we've um, pre-tasted oils for the good food. Oh, so yeah, that, that's um, even more important. Yeah, so that yeah. really bad oils aren't yeah. tasted by, because there's so many oils. Right. Yeah. You know, when you when we're doing a competition, we'll taste, we can taste 30 oils in a mm-hmm. day. Wow. And, you know, that's a lot. And we're tasting, and then, you know, there's a whole scoring system. Jeb Dunnick tastes like 125 wines a day. Well, Do that you was, remember? That was a three-day period, 515 500. Wines. I know, yeah. 125 like a day. So it was more than that, actually. Okay, 140. And we, yeah. <laughs> you know, wine as opposed to olive oil. Right, it's Wine, different. you can clean your palate. Right. Yeah. Olive oil, the, it's I mean, you lingers. guys... I mean, we're all like sitting here going, yeah. oh, yeah, I still have that bitterness in I'm my I'm just going to put and, lettuce uh, in my mouth when I get home and I'll have and a, salad. a salad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> salad in your mouth. <laughs> but you've gotten to like actually do travel and stuff. Uh, Somewhat, and, yeah. To, to go so do cool. these things. I went to um, Imperia, Italy. Um, oh, gosh, it's got to be at least 10 years ago, maybe mm. more. Um, to become a taste panel leader. I went through a weeks-long training with wow. several other people, Nancy Ash. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember when I met her, but I've known her for years oh. and years. She used to work for um, um, uh, Manicaretti Foods. That's right, Manicaretti. Maybe I think it was she... my Viance days, to be honest. Yeah, it could wow. be. Yeah, 25 years yeah. ago. Um, so yeah, we went to that. Right. There were five of us. Um, I think there were five of us. Um, and then I went to Italy a few years ago for a, an olive oil competition and judged oil there. Mm. And uh, I was just in Spain in October at a seminar um, that dealt with teaching, calibrating a taste panel and then bringing in new uh, olive oil tasters and training them to become mm-hmm. tasters. Cool. So, yeah, passing really it on. neat. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah good. because you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm old now. <laughs> I've been doing this for over twenty we're all, years. We're all getting there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and women, women between the age of uh, say thirty and forty-five have the best palates. Oh, interesting. Um, men, not so much, but there are men who have uh, uh, good palates and are trainable. But in general, uh, uh, younger women have better palates than. Ah, hmm. oh, hear that, ladies out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's some. There's some stat with being a master psalm that for men, it's one one out of every hundred guys has the ability to be- become a master psalm, and for women, it's one out of ten. So there's definitely something to. Yes. Uh, yeah, there's something. There's something mm-hmm. going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that that exists yeah women yeah. are Just better than men at tasting anything wow well, yeah. well. 
Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping my mouth shut in this room. <laughs> oh, well, speaking Lordy. about passing it on, tell us a little bit about, you were talking earlier before we started the program about um, um, teaching the kids um, about the swim? swimming. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I think um, swimming is one of the more empowering skills that we can pass on to our children. Um, I get very passionate about this. Drowning is the number two cause of death in mm. children under the age of 14 in wow. the United States. I didn't know that. Over 50% of Americans do not know how to swim. Hmm. And that goes across all um, uh, gender, race, mm, right. all of that stuff. Um, what is so the percent? 50? 50% of Americans wow. do not know how to swim. So, um, yeah, so we start with blowing bubbles and, um, teach little ones how to blow bubbles. And, um, we go to swimming 300 yards of freestyle without stopping. Mm -hmm. And that is a safe swimmer in my opinion. So we get lots of kids who, mm. um, come for the whole summer. We have some kids who come for one week or two weeks. We have a, an extensive scholarship program. Um, we reach out to specifically the Latino community in Sonoma um, to bring those kids into a swimming environment and mm -hmm. learning how to swim mm -hmm. because most of their parents cannot swim. Right. right. I, so. I was speaking with a child yesterday. He's never seen snow. Mm. You know, uh, never seen uh, snow. Have you never <laughs> seen snow? No, my daughter hasn't. Oh, Your daughter's Brian. never seen snow? She's 11. The only time we... we, we we keep talking about going up to Tahoe, and we just never do. And so the one time she's seen snow is at Six Flags when they brought snow in one time <laughs> for them to go tobogganing. And well, so look, she's well, still... Well, snow is not going to save your life. I mean, I get it. No, well, that's but, true. But, but swimming, swimming is but a skill that can save your life. snow melts into water. Yeah, oh, it does. <laughs> snow does melt into water. But where know? are you doing this with the kids? Um, we use the uh, swimming pool at Hannah Boy Center okay. over on Arnold Drive. Um, yeah, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing experience, um, teaching kids. I, I first started, do you teach um, them in the water? You get in with them? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We have our, um, ratio is, um, two coaches to every six swimmers. Okay. Um, for the little ones. And then when they're a little older and they can swim the 25 yards, uh, uh, the length of the pool without stopping. We have what what's called stroke school, where they advance their swimming skills, um, uh, go longer distances, learn all wow. four strokes. And we have, you know, two coaches on the pool deck with probably, you know, 10 or 12 kids in the pool. Mm -hmm. Okay. I just yeah. if there's people so that live great. here locally that want to reach out to you and find out how they can get involved. Um, SwimAmericaSonoma.org. Cool. Um, yeah, and we're gearing up for our summer... 2020 swim season. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't started in 1994. Wow. wow. SwimAmericaSonoma.org.org. Yes. Wow. That's very cool. Yeah, we. Um, uh, one of the original board members was a man named John Goggin, who has uh, passed away, and our scholarship program is in his memory. So it's mm. the John J. Goggin Memorial. Um, mm scholarship program and we have several um donors 
to our, our program. That's lovely. So uh, the Rosemary Piper Foundation, based here in Sonoma, um, mm-hmm. gives us a grants us money every year, make a splash from the United States Swimming Foundation, gives us a, um, a grant every year, and um, then we target um, different, basically, uh, winery and vineyard owners to sponsor um, the children of their workers. That's, is this a so, nonprofit? Cool. It is. We have a, um, a 501c3. No, 501c3. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. All right, Sandra. All right, Brian. Any uh, last words? Anyone you no, want to this was give so, a shout out to? Thank you so much, Arden. It oh, was you're welcome. Really, really interesting. Totally. Enjoy, I hope the blue glasses shone through the so microphones cute. here, so that. <laughs> no, yeah, but like. <laughs> Sandra spit on her microphone. <laughs> I, I know. I was like, mm. well, anyways. Well, I I was thinking about that this morning that we should actually get different covers for. Um, Yes, sort of more of one of these colors, logo. yeah, different than the. I'll, I'll uh, leave that to you. Be, okay, okay, I can <laughs> that take it won't care happen. Arden, thank you very much for oh, uh, joining us. With, I'm sure people out there are now going into their kitchen and smelling and pouring a little bit of their olive oil out and really tasting it. it. Yeah, and checking out the labels. Yeah, check which out is that I think label. the most important thing. And I think Sam yes. told me that when, even when you guys go out to restaurants and you'll ask for olive oil and they bring it, you'll say, "Can I can I see the bottle?" You need to check all <laughs> the ones in your restaurant. Well, last year and I think the year before, I was asking Sam to give us because we were doing an olive oil tasting at some point. It was a part of. Um, it was something that we offered to guests was an olive oil tasting. And so I would always ask them, hey, can I get a bottle of the 16600? Because I wanted to have like, okay, this is what olive oil should taste like. <laughs> and then we had other, you know, a variety of... But I think we had McAvoy Ranch was one of the ones that we typically carried. And I think they mm-hmm. have a good product too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some good local people oh, that do nice olive oil. Oh, there's definitely great local Beautiful. olive oil. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, you know... We've learned a lot in the last 20 years in the olive oil industry in California. Come a long way, baby. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. If you want to listen to some of the um, past episodes, you can go to thebikegoeson.com. Lots of content on there. Thanks to Sandra. It is becoming a, um, I think it's the most visited website of uh, 2020 so far. Probably. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, I don't know how it couldn't be. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to give our show a rating, you can go to ratethispodcast.com slash the bike goes on and give us a rating. It's a little bit, I, I don't know, is it easier? Is it I more? I think it makes it easier. It makes it easier because yeah. all it has is a five star and right. then you just check a box <laughs> that says yes, five star. And then you can pick, there's little sayings at the bottom says best show ever. No, um, it Sandra's doesn't Sandra's do voice any is so amazing. No, and you can no, just no. click on all those boxes <laughs> and, and, and they'll send it right to the Google. I'm so glad you're not working tonight. <laughs> Because you're crazy. Oh, this is what we do. Yeah. All right. This has been Brian Casey and Sandra Arden Couturi here in the house. And we will look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks, guys.